0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you are one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you to some recent, new and upgraded patrons, including Craig, Tom and Raphael, who are amongst those supporting us directly. And uh, for just the price of a cup, a cup of coffee or two a month, You can join them, support us directly, get access to our full-length show, listen live, chat with us while we record, and get our Patreon-exclusive show, Extra Message. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash UK Tech. And if you've all been listening very carefully, you'll have, of course, heard in the distance the sound of a beard being scratched and a wide variety of complaints and frustrations being vented into the communal air by a man who, I think it's fair to say, is typically as cross as he is squishy and lovable. Uh, my co-host Ian Morris of course. How how are you today? You weren't yeah, well I'm, last week.
0: I'm all right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still getting over the maladies, but yeah, I'm better. Thanks. How's the foot? Well, Has that's it the healed. That's, I wouldn't say healed. No, it's um it that's an ongoing investigation that that right there. Needs uh I've had an x-ray. I haven't heard anything back from them. Well, I
1: do wish your uh the lower half of your body well and of course <laughs> the top half uh, equally well. Um And um, I think we're going to jump into some news because that's what the ladies and gentlemen are here to hear. Um, Before we jump into the main news story, I did want to note something uh, that uh, caught me by surprise. Normally, we talk about prices for things and stuff, stuff and things uh, going up. But this week, if you're in the UK, you may have noticed one thing going down. That is specifically the prices of apps in Apple's store. It has dropped the price for apps and in-app payments in the uk um as a result it says of tax and exchange rate reasons um to give you an example of this i noticed this week that a in-app bundle of virtual stuff and things in one of the games i play that was 10 pounds now costs nine so that's a, mm. that's a 10 percent a drop there and I did notice on, uh, I, I tried to find out some of the reasons for this, um, and on my Bloomberg terminal, uh, which is to name drop my corporate employer, um, the uh, the pound uh, has become the best performing G10 currency in the year to date, up 1.48% against the US dollar, trading at 1.39 pounds to the US currency. That is the most Bloomberg thing I've ever said on this, <laughs> a non-Bloomberg you, yeah. podcast. Uh, but it is it is very relevant. Um, so maybe I noticed that's,
0: you did call it the bloom. You called it Bloomberg Terminal rather than the Bloomberg, as they insist on calling it.
1: Well, it's actually it's actually called the Bloomberg Professional Service. Oh, really. Um, but of course it is the terminal. Yes. Anyway, I just wanted to note that because it's very rare these days that we that we get to hear a story of, uh, of prices going down. Often if they could go down, they do not. Because why would you, once people have gotten used to paying what it was before? So I thought I'd note that. I think it's gone down in South Africa, possibly some other countries in Europe. Um, but the, 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 the big one for me uh, to, to notice was, uh, of course, the UK. So
0: Well, I guess that's-, that's encouraging. At least it is possible for things to get cheaper rather than, just constantly get more expensive yes well
1: let's move into our first actual big bit of uh, news Uh, UK adults spent nearly a third of their waking hours watching TV and online video content last year this is according to a new report from Ofcom second week in a row Ofcom reports have got a mention And it has been a slow news week because basically everyone's out rambling or in beer gardens or having holidays (laughs) because it's August. Um, But the BBC wrote this up and said that screen time spurred, obviously, by pandemic lockdowns uh, was a daily average of five hours and 40 minutes. That's up 47 minutes on the previous year. And for the very first time, and I think this is burying the lead a little bit, more UK households had Netflix subscriptions than a paid TV account, such as with Virgin or Sky Cable or satellite—that's the very first time. So Netflix is now um, apparently more of a draw than Sky and Virgin uh, for TV at least, and continues the beeb. Nearly eighty percent of households now have their TVs connected to the internet mm. via smart TVs or similar.
0: That's no quite surprise. A
1: big percentage really? Exactly. No, no surprise that it's big. But eighty percent, four in five um, households are now uh, are now have uh, internet
0: uh, piped into their telly. Do you know something? So, mm-hmm. This is interesting. I had a conversation with the BBC the other week about iPlayer, mm. and it is they told me that it was if every, if if everyone in the UK decided today that they wanted to just stream TV instead of getting it over the air, there wouldn't be sufficient internet infrastructure to cope with it. But obviously, their goal is to get to a point where that is possible, and that where probably streaming will be the only or the main way that people get content.
1: Well, we've. I mean, I feel that with the iPlayer and the internet usage that it um, it causes or, or requires, I think we've talked about it before because the ISPs many years ago were very concerned that essentially they weren't going to have capacity and the BBC should fork over some of the license fee to accommodate... Infrastructure <laughs> yeah, well, upgrades.
0: they just wanted more money, didn't they?
1: At the time, but at the time, the, because the iPlayer was so new and arguably one of the first, if not the first, properly widespread mainstream streaming services, you know, I mean, this goes back to what, 2007, 2008? Mm-hmm um that free tv streaming uh, and catch up was was being made available like the infrastructure wasn't really there i would have thought it is now but perhaps it would be if it wasn't for netflix taking up like a third or a quarter um or whatever the figure is of avail- mm. of available bandwidth any given time which i think is what it is what it is
0: yeah i mean that uh, that will be the problem for yeah. broadband providers these days is that they couldn't they couldn't charge the bbc or any you know without saying well everyone's got to pay um but Ultimately, you're paying for bandwidth, right? So they've already been paid yeah you know oh, I mean that's... yeah I
1: mean yeah you're preaching to the choir um, I, I agree it's daft and, but, but it could well be that if they you know if Netflix or Amazon or all the the streaming services weren't around, then maybe there would be more bandwidth and maybe then the BBC wouldn't have to
0: well to ma- may- maybe this is a potential solution to um, some of the BBC's funding. You know, maybe maybe we should tax um, streaming providers and use that money for the BBC. If people hate the licence fee, maybe the solution to that is to tax anyone that streams and use that money for the BBC.
1: I can see that going down like a sack of hammers on, on, on the face of a newborn, Ian, i.e. not well.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, this is the problem, isn't it, when people get aggro about paying a licence fee. And the, a solution does need to be found because, you know, it's getting increasingly difficult to sort of, decide where the line is on you know streaming and all that kind of stuff and if everyone decides that they you know they don't want to use the BBC and they're going to use iTV then there'll be no money for the BBC will there
1: so. I mean, there's got to be a point where there's just a, a, kind of an optional transition to to, to subscriptions well, instead of the license fee. Like you say, well, do you have a license work, fee? Though. No, because I'm subscribed, and here's my subscription. It's kind of it's linked, it's canonically. Well, linked. yes, if
0: <laughs> yes, I suppose, but I would say that going towards a subscription model at all is extremely dangerous, yeah. because that places you in a position where you go, well, they're doing stream, they're doing a subscription already. We just move entirely to that, and then before you know it, all your public service facilities have gone because it's a subscription service and they can't afford it anymore
1: true but i mean going back to the news story here yeah the headline was nearly a third waking hours spent on tv and streaming ofcom says and for the first time more households had a netflix subscription than a paid tv account and the reason i'm repeating that is because There is a critical mass, it's it's gone beyond critical mass at this point, of households that are now used to and clearly happy paying a subscription for TV and it being more important perhaps to them than a cable TV or satellite subscription. So the the will, the desire and the market is there to make a subscription work instead of the license fee. Like it, it just is
0: here's my concern long-term with subscriptions. We are now at the point where there are too many subscriptions and people are, you know, going to have to pick and choose what they want, which is fine. But the whole, you know, the the argument about Sky was always, oh, I don't want to pay for rubbish that I'm not watching. You know, I don't want to pay for the shopping channel, which is a fair argument, really, because a lot of the stuff that you get with Sky is very low quality. Um, But at the same time, we're now getting to the point where people are paying perhaps over £100 a month for all their streaming options, depending on what they've got. You know, if you have maybe a Now TV subscription with Sport and you've got Netflix and Prime and, um, you know, a few others, you could easily be spending £100 a month. Um, so how, how far are people prepared to take that? It's, it's suddenly looking far more expensive to have uh, sub- streaming subscriptions than it is a, a, a cable or satellite TV package.
1: Well... This is a good point to jump into um, our second story, a second main story, because it's, it's basically an extension of the first one. Paramount yeah. Plus is expanding to the UK um, next year, as well as across Europe, I believe, in Germany and Italy and a few other countries, mm. because Viacom CBS struck a deal with the aforementioned Sky to launch it here. Um, I first saw this on Engadget. Uh, the blog wrote that this deal between Sky and Viacom CBS is going to make the streaming TV service available on Sky's platforms, but in return for Sky extending its carriage of Viacom CBS's pay TV channels, which includes, for example, Comedy Central and a variety of, of others. So you will have the option of both a direct subscription to Paramount Plus. Um, whether or not you have Sky, of course. Mm. Um, but also, if you're a Sky customer, if you, or let's say if you're a Sky Cinema subscriber, you're also going to get Paramount uh, Plus at no extra charge, while other Sky customers will have it as an option to be added to their account. Now, this now, is interesting. It I is find very. this very
0: interesting because, well, for one thing, CBS as a corporation has never been particularly good at dealing with the rest of the world outside of America. Um what, it, what I'm interested in here is the fact that, at the moment, the rights for a lot of CBS's biggest shows are Star Trek, and they currently rest with Netflix for Discovery and the original series and TNG and all those shows, and Amazon Prime for Picard and um, Lower Decks, is it called? I think. Yes, I believe um, so. Yeah, it's quite. I quite like Lower Decks, actually. I mean, some trekkies seem to hate it but i thought it was pretty entertaining but um that's that's an interesting conundrum now will those rights be reverting to paramount plus or will they be retained by amazon
1: well i think long term the the idea is is to consolidate and it would be daft not to um a good reference point for this might be south park um, because there was an, uh, some interesting news, and, and this week's show I appreciate is a little bit media tech heavy as opposed to consumer tech, but uh, but I do think it's pretty relevant because we all have you know streaming subscriptions, we all like television and movies and things. Um, but there was um, the news this week that Paramount Plus is going to get fourteen South Park movies, uh, two of them, uh, two of which are going to come this year. Wow! It's going to be another dozen over the next few years, I think, I, uh, I'm going off the top of my head now, I think it was until like, 2027 how, or something. How are we
0: feeling about their ability to do that? Because I haven't watched South Park for a while. Not because uh, I think it's bad, but I, I wonder if...
1: I feel very good about it because I think I think South Park is very good, but but the way that they're doing it, from what I've read, is that they're kind of doing it in a Marvel way, in that the movies will focus on other... The South Park cinematic other...
0: universe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they'll focus on other aspects of South Park so they're taking the style the situation the characters but but they'll use the movies as a way of expanding in the same way that on Marvel you've got Black Widow and um who else have you got Captain America and Hulk so you may have a Captain Randy and Captain Cartman or something like that but um but but without going into the South Park specifics um the the reason I think it's it's relevant to the Paramount story is that South Park uh the rights to that, I think, were 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 sold to God, who who bought um it was HBO Max, wasn't it? It was Warner.
0: Oh right. So they, they, they had streaming rights in America, did they?
1: For a a period of time, yes. Um and that agreement still exists. So this new agreement, which is worth best part of a billion dollars, I think. Um, me oh, would, yeah, would suggest I, that the idea is to consolidate it all on Paramount Plus at some point.
0: HBO Max future. bought the rights for South Park in October. That would have been twenty nineteen. Yeah, for between five hundred and five hundred and fifty million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's a very That's very insane. valuable franchise.
0: Clearly you know I mean, that's, that's up
1: there in the realm of, of you know friends and yeah. seinfeld and friends and the office and things like that you know it's 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 <laughs> a, it's a huge pull and you know it's still being commissioned it's still being renewed by comedy central it's now getting these deals for 14 movies i mean we've spent the last 15 years wondering will south park ever do another film and for the longest time it's been probably not and then all of a sudden it's like oh hey by the way we're going to do enough to have released one every year for the period you've all been wondering if we if we want one it's kind of like wanting Half-Life 3 for the last 15 years and they're suddenly getting Half-Lives 3 through 10, which people <laughs> do want, as opposed to Avatars 2 through 6. Well, it was like when they renewed no Rick
0: and Morty for, for bizarrely seven seasons. Yeah. It was like, really? Are you absolutely sure you can do this for seven seasons? Apparently there's demand for it. Well, there um, is. But, well, creatively, I wonder.
1: Um. So we're in we're gonna be in this period now probably for for quite some time, I would imagine over the next decade, because there's this enormous shift to um not just streaming services but but studios having their own. Obviously there's Disney, there's Netflix, there's Amazon, but but now yeah. we're getting what were previously tied mostly to the US, things like HBO and, and Paramount well, also launching the, the globally.
0: Com- the complication with HBO is similar in that the rights for all of those hbo shows are currently with sky until 2025 but hbo max or warner would like to launch in the u in the uk italy germany and ireland where sky owns the rights um but can't so i you know there's we are going to be waiting a while for all this to be tidied up but uh, i do find it quite interesting well, funnily
1: enough, I was—I just looked up the countries that Paramount's going to launch to, in addition to the UK, and it is according to Engadget: uh, UK, Austria, Germany, Ireland, Italy, and Switzerland. Yeah. So basically, all the countries you just mentioned. So perhaps yeah, it'll be, this it is, is a, the model. Well, a sky. This is the model of making it work.
0: Yeah, and I mean, um, it's interesting that they've gone for a deal like this, given that it's Comcast that owns Sky now. It, you know, I, it, I guess it, it says a lot. I think about CBS's attitude to the rest of the world. Um, because why not just launch your own service? It, do, it doesn't make any sense to me. But hey ho.
1: Well, let's do a review then, uh, tying this all back to, to tech and, and subscriptions and subscription fatigue. Um, let's assume that it'll cost probably between five and ten pounds a month, because mm. that's what all these services are. Disney um, is 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 relatively low isn't that like seven about seven pounds a month it, something like that whoa. <laughs> it's gone up <coughs> three.
0: excuse me so you got disney, <laughs> let's say disney
1: plus close to a tenner yeah I think, it's, I think it is,
0: was seven because i paid i think i paid 60 something for it for a year before star yeah. launched
1: yeah i did i did that too i locked that in till december this year um so you've got disney you've got netflix which is quite expensive these days, actually. Netflix. You've got Amazon, which is generally tied in with Prime, so it's a harder one to compare. Um, you've got Apple TV, that's five pounds, and Apple really, really wants you to get an Apple One subscription, which I do yeah. not want largely well, because I like too Apple expensive. Fitness. Well, it's
0: uh, we could come it to it out. One. Well, I mean, we c- I've tried. I've looked at the numbers, and it doesn't work for me. It would work it, if I was a f- had a family subscription. It would be really worthwhile. But for me, as a you know person just on my own, it, it doesn't make any sense. I can't make the numbers add up.
1: It doesn't work for me either because if I move to Apple One, as every single pop-up notification on my devices seem to think I should, um, then I would still end up need uh, needing to spend an additional seven pounds a month on iCloud storage and I could get that if I get the top tier one and would save money because I do like Apple Fitness as an idea but you cannot turn the bloody music off and I'm sorry but I do not want to do yoga listening to oh really you you can't turn it off no you can't turn it off, and I'm I, I'm sorry, but all Surely music that people exists. like is terrible, except for the stuff that I like. So well,
0: yes, but also loneliness. like you're probably not alone in that, and I wouldn't want to listen to mumbling Drake mumbling on about mumbles um, either. But why not use some clever AI to match music to the beat, you know, to the oh. to the workout, and let let you pick your own music? Kind of. I'm thing. sure
1: I'm sure marketing reasons, you know, because if <laughs> frankly,
0: if you have your eyes
1: open, then right now. There's some ch- woman called Olivia something. There's Drake. There's Billie Eilish. There's all these ones. Like, you can't move for these people being in your face, even if you don't follow music publications, which I tend not to. Well, not the ones that most people do anyway. Um, so, you know, I'm sure it's part and parcel with with, with all that. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked well, slightly. I was going to say
0: one more thing about this, and, it, and it, might, it might be an interesting sort of tangential thing that ties this all back together. Go on. It could be... That a broadcaster like Sky ends up being the solution to all these problems because they already have a deal with Netflix where they can include it in your package. They're going to have a deal with Paramount Plus. So, what about if Sky went to everyone and said, right, well, we'll do, you know, you give us a, a small discount for each subscriber we bring on board, and then everyone can just get a package through Sky. So, it will keep Sky's monopoly um, and everyone will have, you know, the, the standard subscriptions, but you'll be a sort of pick and choose and, you know, make it work for you, and you maybe save a few quid, which might tip the balance between it being very expensive and kind of not so prohibitively so. Do you think that could and work?
1: It, I do. And isn't it funny that that is essentially the model that existed pre-streaming?
0: We just called them different things. Well, we did. And and John in the chat is saying that actually, yes, he, he did suggest something very similar. And I do agree. Um, there's There's no real... I don't think a third-party company could ever do it. I think I'd love it if they did, because it would be great if you could sort of... If you think about it, like, you, you don't need to subscribe to Netflix for a whole year, realistically. You might you might be able to sort of put all your, your, your Netflix shows in a six-month window or a three-month window. And if you could get a piece of artificial intelligence to sort of say, right, okay, so you like this show, this show, and this show, we'll subscribe you to Prime for... Uh, three months at the beginning of the year, and then you'll get Netflix for three months. And you know you watch these shows, and it sort of presents them to you as a as a carousel. So you you know you you program in what you want to watch, and then the AI sort of works out the most mathematically sensible way to do that. Of course none of these companies have apis that would allow you to do that or and they would never they would never want you to be chopping and changing subscriptions like that but no. it is a potentially good idea and it is something that i think that john raises a good point on it would be of interest to people you could do it yourself but the workload would be so immense it it's would very good for
1: consumers it. but very bad for
0: investors this is part well, of the it problem. Is. It, it, it doesn't reason, give you any stability, does it? No,
1: people subscriptions are such a good deal, and the reason why people push them so hard is because it gives you predictable revenue, which is very, very good. Uh, if you're a large company, well, it's good if you're any company, but it's particularly yeah. good if you're a large company trying to
0: um,
1: compete. If you can
0: lock well, it, people in, it enables so, you so that, to that in a sensible way, doesn't it? Like if you're buying, if you're spending hundreds of millions on programming every year, you need to know you've got hundreds of millions coming in to make sure that it's financially yes. viable. So,
1: um. I think we solved all of this problem, uh, which is what Ian said, which apparently is what John said, um, which is pretty much what the industry said pre-streaming, which is we moved to a model where instead of getting, for example, a Skybox and you pick the movies package or the kids package or the entertainment package or whatever it was back in the day or the everything package that costs you £150 a month and includes sport. It's exactly the same, but instead of calling them channels, we call them providers. And instead of it coming down a cable via, you know, coax or analog even further back in the day, it's the internet from a server in the US. Or, well, edge cached probably around the corner from you, but you know what I mean? It's it's the same appeal but we're just calling it different things. And then the world will be fine. And then we can all just go back to being, I don't know, what am I saying? I'm literally waving my arms in the air as I speak right now. I'm just just flapping around because, uh, it's all pointless, isn't it? It is. Uh, Kind of pointless in a way. Just listen to Podcasts. (laughs) Well, Ian, I think it's only fair, given everything that has happened today to to you and I, to the lovely listeners, ladies and gentlemen, that we check in with one of our favourite people who isn't here with us in person, Mr Tom Merritt. He's going to tell us what's been happening on DTNS this week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we broke down Apple's plans to scan your devices for child abuse images and whether
0: or not there's a backdoor to encryption involved in that. We also discovered that the U.S. Congress is actually fairly tech-savvy when it comes to cryptocurrency. Surprise! That's because it's about money. Plus, Facebook bans researchers of political ads to protect the privacy
1: of the advertisers, a vulnerability in the trusted platform module explained by Seth Rosenblatt, and does dark mode really help your battery life? All that a much more at dailytechnewsshow.com. What a show. Yeah. Uh, well, that's five, five shows right there. Well, yes, true. Da- daily. But yeah, the um, the Apple stuff, we I, I did consider talking about that, but yeah. because, because that is all very specifically US only for now, I felt it, it wasn't relevant enough for us to talk about given how widely it's been covered. But no. obviously, if Apple extends that to the UK, um, then you can rest assured we will have opinions and we will talk about them. But well, thank I'll have you, to Tom. generate
0: an opinion first because it's quite complicated, isn't it? Even when we're on a budget,
1: we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That, it isn't that as
0: easy be- as you think.
1: That would be putting it mildly. Yeah, that, that, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Without going down a rabbit hole, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, DTNS, DailyTechNewsShow.com. Thank you. Tom, um, well, if you have enjoyed this episode, maybe you'd consider backing us, getting access to the full-length version. It's no ads. You can listen live. You get our sister show Extra Message. You get to hang out with some lovely people who listen live with us, which this week includes Charlotte, John, Camille, Mike, Nick, Pangolin Sandwich, Kate rich and a lot more besides often. So you can do that. You can support us and you can become our friend. Patreon.com forward slash UK Tech
0: or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us, doesn't it, Ian? It does. It really does. And um, yes, I suppose we've reached that point in our podcasting career where people have mostly left reviews or don't want to. But you should if you can. It really
1: is one of the most helpful ways of supporting this
0: show yeah and you You know know. it's such a good opportunity for you to pop in some feedback you know give us five stars obviously but then you know put in some things you'd like to change if you want we're open for that it's the podcast support equivalent to scratching
1: your bum when you've still got chili on your hands (laughs) and finding that you have one mini milk in the freezer ready and waiting to soothe that orifice Uh, and I think on that note it's a time that I shouldn't be in front of the microphone anymore Um, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week